all over the world, it seems, uh, whenever musicians gather or young people in different societies, when they speak of jazz, they often speak of Chicago blues. Chicago blues. A lot of names come into play. But there's one name that, sh- that should come into play more often than it does, though he's very well known in European countries, very well known in Blind John Davis. I had the delight of uh, working with him once at the old Blue Note with Baby Dodds and Big Bill Brunsey on Monday nights, and we call those Monday Blues. And Blind John Davis has lived in Chicago ever since, oh, 1916 on the west side. He'll talk about that. And we think of Chicago blues, or for that matter, blues from Mississippi, where he came from originally as a kid. We think of John Davis and his piano. And uh, there's an album of his just came out by Alligator, and it's called called, uh, Stomping on a Saturday Night. And we'll hear some of John's works. He's my guest, and he'll be reflecting this morning, reminiscing and talking about himself and the blues in a moment after this message. John Davis, you remember? Where was that, John? Yeah, that was in Bonn. Bonn, Germany? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was the audience of young uh, German jazz fans who were there. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They, they, they love it. Now, when did you hit Bonn? When did, when did you hit Germany? Well, my first time in Germany was uh, 1973. And I was there three times that year. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of reactions to you just anywhere you play. And because I'm thinking of that one a series of Monday programs at the Blue Note, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that. It was some beautiful days, beautiful days. Baby Dad's at the drums. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby and was a great favorite of mine, of drummers. And Big Bill, of course, was there. Oh, yeah. you know, Big Bill and I were just like brothers. We really, we really had a had good time. It was Bill who suggested you that time. Uh, Frank Holzfein wanted to keep Monday nights going because generally the bands play there, but they're off on Monday night. And Bill said, you've got to get Johnny Davis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, how'd you, let's go back to beginnings, John. Mm-hmm. You and, uh, and the piano, mm-hmm. and the blues piano and boogie. And how did it begin? You were, originally, you, you were born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. That's right, mm-hmm. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, yeah. 1913, December 7th. My father was a molder by trade. He was a molder by trade. And... Uh, we we figured up another trade later years. During the Depression. Yeah, during the Depression. Uh, my dad had a couple of night spots, and, you know, and I used to hear the different guys play piano, and one thing about it, so, you know, I was a very jealous kid of my dad, so uh, I'd see him pay those guys off, so I just asked him one night after he got to paying James Patterson off, piano player, I says, uh, Say, Pa, if I learn how to play piano, would you pay me? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> you learn how to play, I'll pay you. So I give him a many sleepless nights, uh, you know, on the piano. Well, how old were you when you started learning? By this time, you, you were uh, sightless. Oh, yes, I lost my sight when I was nine years old. I lost my sight when I was nine years old. I guess I was about... Thirteen when I got interested in it and playing for sure. Then the kids in the neighborhood, after I began to play a few numbers, and the kids in the neighborhood, I was the first 
one that they sent an invitation to. The party was pretty near everybody then. There was, if there was somebody, they had a piano. Oh, yeah. So you played at house parties? Oh, my God, yes. I played house parties, chitlin parties. And what kind of parties? Chitlin parties. Chitlin parties? Yeah. What would you describe? Because we're talking now about the Depression period, mm-hmm. though you weren't hit too hard by that because your father had these businesses going. Yeah, that's true. But uh, describe a house party or a chitlin party. Well, I'll tell you what they do this thing. Just like now, that's Friday night. My grandma, she would, she had a, she had a big uh, pot there, big and bigger than most of the restaurant pots, and she'd put on about thirty pounds of chitlins and cook up spaghetti and uh, potato salad. She'd have chicken and fish, fish fried fish and everything like that. Then they would take up their rugs over the floor because they didn't want them danced out. Set them upside the bed and some of the house parties they'd have a bed in the rooms and they'd set the beds upside the wall. Oh man, they would have a ball. So people would pay, uh, they'd come in from the neighborhood all over, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, they'd come in all over, yeah. They'd have a good time. And they'd pay, like, oh, a certain price for the chicken and have some beer, of course, a home Oh, brew, yeah, yeah, a have it homebrew, yeah. have it homebrew, yeah. How long does parties go on? Till, till what, they start about 10 o'clock? No, man, on a Friday, Yeah. those different big factories at that time around the neighborhood, they started coming in for chitlins and chicken and fish around noontime. Some of them would call up. It would have it delivered to these factories and things, and then the party would go. Then, oh my God, it would go until some of the guys would leave the house Monday morning. Uh-huh. The party would go. Oh really? So yeah, it go yeah, for whole, yeah. it go starting. Yeah, start Friday. <laughs> Friday about noon, yeah, yeah. and then it would go to about till Sunday and Monday till, morning. Yeah, till about four or five o'clock Monday morning. Then they'd be running like a bunch of rabbits. <laughs> You get home to change clothes to go to go to meet, go to meet the man then. Yeah, so what would piano players all they take turns playing shifts? Oh yeah, yeah, they they, they take shifts. Yeah, and you playing to be dancing? Oh yeah. So what dance. about so we'll we'll hear some of that later in some of Pine. Well, even now, because I like the way you sing too, and at the blue you'd sing, and uh, there's every day we we know Basie's band plays, but you do it your own way. Every day I got the blues. Mm-hmm. So this is you. Oh yeah. All mm-hmm. right. And young German audience again in Bone there. I'm thinking about the blues piano that you play and uh, Boogie. We think of Boogie Woogie, we think of a certain period, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I'll tell you something about Boogie. Uh-huh. You see, way before, before Pine Top, way before him, I remember it was a guy from New Orleans. He was, uh, he ran on the train. And every time he was going to be in Chicago, he would stay at my dad's. And he could play about three or four numbers. And that man, he played a bass and he called running bass, a running bass. It was a boogie-woogie. It was a beautiful boogie number. It was just great. And he could, he could really... Then sometimes he'd call it a rolling bass. It was just just fantastic. It was just great. Well, how would you describe it? You say you speak of the bass and the pine top referring to those who menaces a man named Pine Top Smith and would hear of 
him in a moment from John. Boogie Woogie, how would you describe it? He said, rolling bass. Someone said, it's the right hand supply and the muscle, left hand supply and the soul. But how would you describe it? Well, uh, I'll tell you, to make it very effective, it's got to be, uh, you got you got to, uh, you got to, uh, uh, both hands have to kind of know what the, what the other one's gonna do. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's gotta be. And now you can, uh, you can play uh, boogie bass with uh, octaves. You can play it with octaves, a boogie bass, and you can play it as another bass that you can play kind of a chopping bass like. Then, oh, it's several different kind mm. of basses of boogie. But, but, it, but it's, uh, it all winds up to the same thing, but they all have a different effect, and they all have, you know, different tones. Yeah. Oh, we all have that also, that traveling effect, as though it's a train or something, something moving, mm-hmm, and the yeah. effect of movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Chicago had, of course, uh, Mead Lux Lewis and Albert Ammons at the time. You knew them, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Albert and I were very yeah. good friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Albert and I were very good friends because I worked, uh, I worked at uh, Club de Lisa, my band and I, before Albert went in. So when after Albert went in, he worked there for quite a while, then uh, <laughs> Red Sanders closed the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there about, I guess, about mm-hmm. 25 or 26 mm-hmm. years or better. Now, Pine Top Smith came from Pittsburgh, didn't he? He, he played Chicago for a while, didn't he? Yes, he played right. Chicago for a while. But truthfully speaking, mm-hmm. I didn't know too much mm-hmm. about Pine Top because I was quite young when he... He died. Yeah, when he passed. Yeah. I was quite young when he passed. I was thinking uh, Pine Top's Boogie, that's one of the classics, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had been been a many a new suit put on that. Yeah, many a new suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's John Davis and yeah, Pine, it's been a Pine Top's suit. Boogie yeah. Woogie played in uh, Germany. I'm on the lines when Pine Top, there's a little girl with a red dress on. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Come over and stand by Mr. Pine Top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that during house parties or in Oh, clubs. yeah, 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 yeah. Be some fine little chicks in there, too, man. Yeah. yeah. And dancing, always oh, dancing yeah. to it. There's one thing about you, uh, John, mm-hmm. John Davis, my guest, is that uh, you always get the audience. I noticed that when you worked the old Blue Note those Monday nights or listening to uh, this recording of you in this little club in, in uh, Germany, mm-hmm. you always have the audience participating with you almost all the time. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess uh, they can feel what I'm doing, you know, and they they enjoy it. They enjoy it, and I enjoy it, you know, right along with them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm thinking of you in Chicago. The changes that you've experienced since you've been here since you started came up here in 1916, and mm-hmm. and uh, when you learned to play a few years later, you know, uh, the the different. You've lived in the same area pretty much all your life. Oh, yes, I've lived on the west side all my life. I lived on the south side about twice, for about three or four months. Then Bill used to work, when I first heard him, somewhere on the west side, Silvio's. Oh, yeah, Silvio's was at uh, Oakland Lake. I worked there, I worked there with Bill, and also Bill worked for quite a while at uh, Gatewoods, there in the 2400 block on Lake. Then we worked uh, together over on uh, Hastings and Racine at yeah. Wax's Tavern. Oh, Bill and I did yeah. quite a bit of work together. 
And of course, so did Tampa Red. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Who was one of these remarkable men who's also taken for granted, has been ill for a long time. Oh, yes. But he's, he's doing much better now. Yeah. You, of course, you've never figured, you keep seeing him all the time. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We haven't uh, heard you do for a long time. I didn't. I remember you played once in a while. You'd fooled him there at, at the Blue Note. And someone asked for songs, and someone say summertime, thinking they'd hook you or something, but you would do your summertime. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I, oh God, I, I, they they really love that too overseas. That's John Davis. By the way, I should point out this record from which you're hearing is available here, and just about all the record stores, certainly those that carry jazz, and just about all of them do. It's called, you know, Blind John Davis, and it's stomping on a Saturday night, and orange color, and it's marvelous photograph of them. surrounded by a lot of listeners, put out by Alligator Records, and it's a very exciting one. Some excellent liner notes, too, in the back. John Davis, reflecting, playing, and singing. In a moment, we'll resume more of the conversation of Johnny Davis and more of his piano. Resuming the conversation with John Davis and the piano in Chicago and blues, and because how can we talk? How can you talk about without bringing in memories of friends? Tampa Red, you mentioned, of course, Big Bill. <laughs> I'll tell you something. It's a funny thing, you know. I love Tampa because Tampa has always been great with me, and he's the guy that really gave me my break with records. You see, I call uh, this manager of uh, the records. I called him and I asked him about me. Getting the chance to make records, I really didn't know how to go about it. So he told me, he says, well, meet me at a certain number. So I met him at a certain number. And this guy, uh, I just couldn't understand what he was playing. He, uh, he would, I'd write out a number and uh, go back the next day. He be done changed it at rehearsal, so I just got a little disgusted with him. Him and I couldn't get along, so. Uh, it's Tampa. No, no. No, the other guy. This other guy. Mm. So uh, I guess uh, Melrose say, well, Tampa. Melrose, you point out, Frank Melrose, a manager, more yeah. of this in a moment. Yeah. So he, uh, I guess he figured I'll get rid of him. I'll take him around to Tampa, see, because Tampa writes some very difficult stuff. So at this time, this uh, Wally Simpson and this Pencil Wales deal was on, and Tampa had then wrote a number. She's more to me than the palace is to a king. And it was a minor number. So his wife was sick at the time, Frances Whitaker. She was sick at the time. She was in bed, so. Uh, I asked Tampa, I said, well, I sing a little bit of it for me, so I'll see if I can do it. He says, oh, I don't know. He says, I haven't had several up here, and they, they couldn't do it. He says, I just figured I might forget it or either go ahead and just do it by myself. So I said, well, let me hear a little of it and see what I can do with it. So he sang about eight bars of it. And I said, what key you're in? He said, well, this is F minor. I said, F minor? I said, okay, let's try it again. I said, let's try it. So he started again, and uh, I fell right on into it. 
And his wife, even though she was sick, she hired out of the room. She said, Tampa, he's the one. <laughs> and so that was it. I was in then. Yeah, that's uh, how you got lined up with Yeah, that's the way I got lined you know, up. I, I'm thinking, we, I was looking for some Tampa records. I haven't, I'm, I goofed up. I have some at home, but not here. But I was thinking that song when Wally Simpson and Prince of Wales was all in the Duke of Windsor, always in the news, the song. Do mm-hmm. you remember how a line of that goes? you remember a, a lyric from that thing? No, I don't yeah. remember none of the lyrics, but... Uh, She's more to me than palaces, palaces to a king. To a king. Da, 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 da. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Then I, I, I forget now yeah. exactly how it, how it went, but it was a very complicated number, and the other piano players, they couldn't cut it, so. You know, one of the things, since you mentioned Tampa, and uh, I'll ask you about how you met Bill in a moment, some of the, I noticed some of the songs that I know you wrote and that Bill wrote, down below has the name of this manager, although he wrote it, you know. A lot of that went on, didn't it? Oh, yes, yes. No, he didn't. Oh, no. I know. This is part of the, what happened uh, when artists came from the South here, black artists, that is, mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. And this happened to poor white artists, too, and they were taken. And so in order to get it published, this, this other guy would take the credit and almost most of the dough. This happened so often. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Bill? When did you first meet Big Bill? Well, I'll tell you, uh, when I first met Big Bill, he wasn't playing music. He was working every day with my father and my uncle and my cousin. They was working at a foundry in Melrose Park. And uh, Bill, he would come over to our house. See, my dad, he worked in the day. And uh, my mom, she would sell the stuff, you know, the whiskey, you know, mm-hmm. and the beer and stuff. And uh, when my dad come home at night, if he'd take the rest, and he would take over. Then, of course, we, we sold out by the gallons, you know, the four and five and ten gallons, you know, at the time, because we made it. <coughs> and uh, Big Bill used to come to our house. Sometimes he'd come on Friday, and Big Bill wouldn't leave until... Saturday sometimes, uh, or, or Sunday, Sunday in the day. Yeah. yeah, he'd leave Sunday in the day or something like that. Him and my dad and my uncle and my cousin, they worked together every day. He, it's interesting, Bill, I know he did all sorts of hard work. He was a foundry man. Oh, yeah. He worked as a express saw, man. Saw everything. And, yeah. But all that time, he was playing music, too. He'd mm-hmm. pick it up. And this mm-hmm. is one. Here's Bill. I came across a 1939 record, and you're accompanying Bill, mm-hmm. and it's called 1939, Looking Up and Down. Oh, yeah, you yeah. That one? Oh, this, yeah, this, yeah. We're going to hear the words mm-hmm. of this one. <laughs> for about three years. Yeah, it's John Davis talking about a friend of his who's recently died, too. This was a... Uh, Big Bill, 1939, and looking up and down. He said, I'm so low, even the miners are looking down at me. The mine, <laughs> deep in the mine. He wants to go to the moon. You know he was down. <laughs> <laughs> John, you were saying that piano, uh, is, you're listed down here as the accompanist, and you're saying, now it probably what you mentioned Joshua Alzheimer. Yeah, that's who about. that is. That's not me. Yeah, you can recognize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Funny how some of these labels are all... But you remember the time you worked with Bill, though, aside from the balloon, all those years. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, yeah, I did quite a bit bit of work with Bill. When I think of you, uh, John, so many others come to my mind. You're a college. When I think of a woman 
uh, a woman blues guitarist and singer who uh, you wouldn't say it, the feminists would get mad today. See, she used to have the, she had the power of a man. Well, the, the women's movement wouldn't like that today. They would say it's patronizing. But the fact is she did. Uh, Memphis Minnie Lawlers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minnie was good. She was yeah. great. When you first came across Minnie, were you surprised that this woman uh, jazz artist, uh, blues artist who was so strong? Well, I was. I was, really. I really, because uh, to hear her play, you would think it was another man. Yeah, yeah you'd think it was another man playing because she was real strong. Yeah, she was real strong. She came one day up to the Blue Note. Big Bill had to go to Europe, is the way, and he got her as a pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. That's. I think you were unavailable. We tried to get you. You were playing elsewhere yeah, at mm-hmm. the time. And she got up there while she just wowed that audience thinking. Yeah. <laughs> many was many, many. She was quite a showman, too. Oh, you know. how? Yeah, many was quite a showman. We yeah. got to hear her do a, this is many Memphis Minnie Lawlers mm-hmm. and uh, Killer Diller. Mm-hmm. It was a strong guitar she'd play yeah. there, too. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened was uh, Bill. Uh, called up, no, he, he was about 9 o'clock, and Bill Longo, uh, we, we start the show about 9, 9.30 at the Blue Note on Monday nights mm-hmm. uh, with Baby Dodds and, uh, no, let this, before you joined, before Baby Dodds, and there was another program we did mm-hmm. called I Come For To Sing, and and uh, uh, Bill isn't there at 9, so I call up home, and Rose answers, he says he's on his way, and I said, okay, great, and then she says, to England, to London. <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> but in the meantime, Bill gave us a cue in advance. He gave us a whole list of names in case they can't make it. And he had Tampa Red and Tampa played a few times. And this one night we got Memphis Minnie. And she came last minute and she just wowed the place. Well, back to you, uh, John Davis and, mm-hmm. and uh, the piano. And this album, by the way, that's available in uh, just about any music store. John Davis. And we will hear a couple of more from your album, Stompin' on a Saturday Night, that Alligator puts out. Moaning the Blues. Who, who's this? How'd you come across this one? Well, I just, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing about it. This is uh, the history of this, that, that song. My wife, she taken sick, and she had to go to Houston, Texas, to her people. And I was just laying there in the bed one night, all alone, nobody but me and my cat and dog. And I just sat up in the bed and I started uh, writing. I got my slate and stylus, you know, that's Braille, you know. Mm-hmm. Got my slate and stylus and I started started thinking. So I was real low, I'm telling you, I was low. So I started thinking, I said, well, I said, talking about morning the blues, I got them tonight. And I started writing that song. And uh, it has been, it has given me a lot of good. A lot of places I play, they really like that song, morning the blues. It came out of that uh, moment of loneliness. Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess there's nothing like a slow blues. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I got the Beautiful feeling, hasn't it? There? I love, I love that. Yeah, I think it brought back similarity to a song, another song you wrote called uh, No Mail Today. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was, you know, that's a number I really believe would have really made it, you know, if it had had any pushing, you know, because 
Everybody ever heard that number. They still talk about it. And if I record again, I'm going to do that number again. See, because I couldn't do it for nobody under mm. five years because he had his contract. Who, this other guy, the agent you're talking about? Yeah, Walter Melrose. Yeah, well, yeah. So I couldn't do it under five years. So it's been 20 It was your years. number, though. You wrote yeah, it. Yeah, I wrote it, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's part of the old yeah. story. Yeah, Somebody. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's I, an old story. I wrote so long. many of them. I wrote uh, yeah. Jersey Cow. No male, you know, love no male. Bill Leonard, Bill Leonard, oh who yeah, co yeah, covered yeah. nightlife and jazz yeah, for the yeah, Chicago yeah, Tribune. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. it come every Monday night mm -hmm. to the Blue Note for mm -hmm. a comfort of singing the Monday blues. And he always asked for no male to the island for right. the record. It was a '78, and I think it fell somewhere, and I busted it, or I can't find it. And mm -hmm. you got to re-record that. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I will. Next time I record, I'm gonna do that. Because this moaning the blues had that uh, similar yeah, feel. Same, to it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's one to end the pro? You, you, you like when I lost my baby? That's from this album too. Yeah. Now, where where'd this come from? Is this yours too? No. no when I lost my baby, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Ivory Joe wrote that. Hunter. Yeah. Mm. I think he wrote that number. Mm. So this is by way of uh, greeting after a long, long uh, separation. Mm -hmm. uh, my colleague uh, for many years, many Mondays, Blind John Davis. And uh, the album of his, of which you're hearing a number of uh, pieces, is called, uh, with a nice orange li orange uh, cover, it's called Stumping on a Saturday Night. Alligator the, is the label, and it's available in just about all the jazz stores. And John, it's good seeing you again. It's Glenn. been beautiful and, and lovely. Soon you're working somewhere where, you know, in locally, as you often do, we'll have to plug that place and come see you. Good, good. People feel good. So when I lost my baby, we hear this, and I say to you, John, thank you very much for being my guest. Oh, it's today. been beautiful. It's been a pleasure. There's always something unexpected. This is a postscript, uh, John Davis. Lying on the table here was an old 78 magic carpet, an old label. And, John, I mentioned it to you just now, John Davis. This is uh, yeah, a postscript. Uh -huh. And you said, hey, that's the one George Barnes yeah, yeah. was accompanying you on. Yeah, George Barnes and... Uh, Oh, we made uh, a, a whole lot of records together, him and I, in, in uh, Ransom Nolan. Ransom Nolan yeah. at, at the base. And Barnes, the base, yeah. Uh, this is by way of a tribute to George Barnes, whom uh, John just discovered, was told, died a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. that marvelous guitar man, because John Davis played with them all. And here's one of his, it's called Blind Johnny Davis Trio. Mm -hmm. And it's you and Georgie Barnes' guitar, Ransom Nolan, at, base. The, yeah. at the bass. Yeah. Magic carpet. And mm -hmm. we end with this, and we fly off with this one. Yeah, good. On this one. 